Open up your Bibles. First Peter chapter one. If you could put it on the screen, beginning in verse 13. We're going to read all the way to verse 25. First Peter chapter one, beginning in verse 13. Amen. Are you all ready to read with me? I'm going to start. You keep on reading. Ready? And begin. So prepare your minds for action and exercise self-control. Put all your hope in the gracious salvation that will come to you when Jesus Christ is revealed to the world. So you must... But now you must be holy in everything you do. And remember that the Heavenly Father to whom you pray has no favorites except for Kevin. He will judge or reward you according to what you do. For you know that God paid our ransom to save you. God chose him as your ransom long before the world began. We got five more scriptures. Let me hear you good. Through Christ, you have come to trust in God. You were cleansed from your sins when you obey the truth. For you have been born again, but not to a life that will quickly end. As the scriptures say, people are like grass. Their beauty is like a flower in the field. Give God praise for his word, amen. You all sounded amazing. Hallelujah. How many of y'all enjoyed reading the word of God together? How many of y'all can see that new screen that we're going to put right here so you'll be able to, nice and bright, amen? Brighter than what's out there, amen? Praise God. That's coming soon, amen? Everybody say, it's coming soon. Praise the Lord. Uh, I was in, in Australia last week, and the second day of the conference, I met this older woman. She came up to me and 
she wanted to, to talk to me and Amos. She was from Zimbabwe. 15 years ago, she was dealing with a sickness that there was no cure. Doctors have given up hope. She had a lot of pain. And people were just waiting for her to die. Amos was actually, Pastor Amos was actually doing a crusade in her city in Zimbabwe. She heard about the meetings. She garnered whatever strength she had and went to the meeting. While she was there, the Holy Ghost came upon her and healed her completely. She was in the meetings because she saw in the advert of the conference that Pastor Amos was gonna be there. I met her daughter. This woman, her and her husband were from Zimbabwe, but the daughter actually lives in Australia, had moved there and was a nurse. And so they were in town visiting their daughter and while they visit her daughter, here she sees the advert of Pastor Amos being one of the ministers at the conference. So she came. Three years ago, I preached at that church in Australia, the last time I was there, and the daughter was in the meeting. She came up for prayer. She was dealing with um, insomnia. She was dealing with, uh, with fear. And she had great depression upon her life. As I began to minister to her and tell her what Jesus has done for her, that spirit of insomnia left. That spirit of depression left. She got so full of the joy of the Lord, she got drunk in the Holy Ghost and was just laughing and laughing and laughing and laughing. That night she went home and she slept beautifully for the first time in many, in many days. Set free, healed. She was telling me that testimony three years of what happened three years ago. And she said, when I saw that you were coming to preach again, I was so excited because I've been waiting for you for three years. I want that joy again. I've been wanting that joy again. And I had preached uh, the night before that she was in and she, she got touched by the Holy Ghost, filled with joy. She got drunk in the spirit and laughed that whole night. So she came to me the next day telling me, I was so excited that you're here so I could drink, I could enjoy the, the joy of the Lord again. And I looked at her and I said, I said, woman, you don't need me. The joy is a gift from the Lord and it's available to you because you are saved, because you're a child of God. Anytime you need joy, just go and ask the Holy Ghost. He will fill you with joy. She became so happy. She said, now I know how to get joy for myself. But for three years, she waited. She waited. Let me just say this. Everything that God has for you, you receive it by faith. Say, I receive it by faith. First, you need to know the promise of God, what God promises you is available to you, and then you receive it by faith. Whether a preacher pr prays over you or ministers to you or not, the word of the Lord is the truth. 
If God said it, he will do it. If he said it was available, receive it in Jesus' name. Like one minister said, if it's on the menu, I'm ordering it. Amen. And this is everything. This is everything. This is, this is joy. This is peace. This is salvation. How about provision? How many of you know that there's going to be times where you need something that only God can provide? Thank God he's there to help. The Lord is our shepherd. We shall not want. Amen. It's your future. It's your, it, it, you know, God is a good God. Everything that you will ever need for life and a good life, a godly life, he will provide it for you. It's found in the promises of God. It's found in the word of God. And he makes it available to every single one of you, but you have to receive it by faith. Look at your neighbor and say, by faith. The Bible says he prepares a table before you, even in the presence of your enemies. Amen. So whatever you need, take it by faith. By faith. The Bible says the kingdom of heaven suffers violence, and the violent take it by force. The force that you take the kingdom of heaven is the force of faith. I hear the word, I believe the word, and that settles it in my heart, so I'm just going to walk in that direction. I'm going to believe and accept it as it is done in Jesus' name. You might have gotten a bad report from the doctor, but you hear the word of God that says in Isaiah 53, 5, and by his stripes, we are healed. You might say, well, pastor, I, you know, I got sick. You know, I, 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 was, I, I ate something bad. I got sick, you know, and ever since then, I haven't been the same. Well, go a little further in your past. When, when, when I was five? No, no, a little further. When I was born? No, a little further. 2,000 years ago. At the cross of Calvary, Jesus paid the price for your healing. Oh, but, but, you know, this sickness came because I messed up in this area. Go further in your past. 2,000 years ago, Jesus became the ransom. He became the ransom for everything that you need to bring you back to God. Say, say this with me. Jesus, Jesus is my ransom. The Bible says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him will not perish, but have everlasting life. Yes, Jesus, the son of God. Yes, Jesus, part of the, the Trinity. Yes, Jesus, holy, righteous. Yes, Jesus, my ransom. He gave his life because God sent Jesus to pay for you. Jesus was the payment for your salvation. God was the one that chose to send Jesus to pay the price for you and for me. So I've been ransomed. I've been, my, my, my sins have been paid for. There's no longer any debt of sin that, that needs to be paid for. The Bible says the wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ. Jesus paid the price so that the debt 
the debt of sin, the debt that, that was owed of death because of sin was paid for once and forever. The precious blood of Jesus Christ was paid as a ransom for you and for me. And it was all done because God loved you. He loves you. So he gave Jesus as a ransom for you. you, you you're, not, you're not someone that, that owes anything. Jesus paid it all. There's no more debt. There's no more, there's no more death upon your life. There's no more sentence of death upon your life because Jesus paid it all 2,000 years ago. He made a way for you to be completely set free, delivered, healed, blessed, saved. He did it all at the cross 2,000 years ago. Everybody say, the ransom has been paid for me. Once and for all. Many times we, we end up falling into temptation. People slip and stumble. They do things that they know that are not of God. And the enemy will say, oh, you messed up. There is no more hope for you. But Jesus is the one that paid once and for all, not only for the things that you did in the past, but even the things that are going to happen in the future. The Bible says if you will confess your sins, he is faithful and just to forgive you every single time. How many thank God for the forgiveness of Jesus Christ? He will forgive you every single time. The Bible says a righteous man may fall seven times, but he gets back up. Don't allow sin to overtake you with a lie that says that God doesn't love you, that he, does, he doesn't have a plan for you, that God has rejected you. God has never rejected you. He loves you so much that he sent Jesus Christ to die on the cross for you and for me. But I slip and stumble. Get back up. Tell your neighbor, get back up. You might say, Pastor, pray for me that I'll never sin again. I'll be like, Father, kill him now. As long as you live in this world, there'll be temptation. Amen? Everybody say temptation. There's the lust of the flesh, lust of the eyes, the pride of life. As long as you live in this world, there will be temptation. It doesn't give you a license to sin. Because the Bible says this, that if you will confess your sins, he's faithful and just to forgive you every single time. How many thank God for his forgiveness? But if you keep on reading a little longer, and cleanse you from all unrighteousness. When I go before the Lord, I say, Father, forgive me. I'm repenting. I know that that thing is not right in his eyes. I know that it's not something that I'm supposed to be a part of. So I am repenting. I repent with humility. I repent with, with, with a shame that my life fell to that point. Amen. But I allow God to, to forgive me. I allow Jesus to forgive me. And then I allow the Holy Spirit to cleanse me. Never make peace with sin. Declare war against sin. Especially the thing that tries to keep you bound. 
Pastor, it's okay if I do this. Other people do this. Let me ask you something. What does your heart say? What does the Holy Ghost tell you? Stop looking for excuses to live in wickedness. Understand that a heavy price was was paid to set you free. So why go back to that bondage of old living? Why go back to that vomit of sin? The Bible says like a dog returns to his vomit, so does a man return to his sin. Why go back to that vomit when Jesus paid a price for you to be free? Oh, I was tempted, Pastor. Just, just begin to think about the past. Oh, man, I used to think, man, I used to get, get high. I used to feel this and feel that. Oh, yeah, the enemy's really good at, at showing you the part that he thinks would be appealing. But what about the hurt that you put in your family's life? What about the pain that was in your heart that you wanted to kill yourself? What about the depression that, that followed you like a shadow that you could, the only reason that you got involved in those drugs and alcohol in the first place is because you wanted to kill yourself, but you're too afraid to kill yourself, so you'd rather do something that make you cause, to cause you to stop remembering who you are so you get high so you won't have to feel like who you are for that moment. It was like a, a moment of suicide. But then you get high, but then you come back down and you remember, man, I'm still that person that is broken. I'm still that person that depressed. Oh, but when Jesus steps in, he tells you, my daughter, I love you. When the father begins to speak to your heart and say, I did, I sent you my best so that you could be free. I got a plan and purpose for you. And he begins to remind you about who, he, who you are. He wraps that coat of, of love on your, on your shoulders and puts a ring and, and, and puts a crown on your head and tells you that you are a son of the living God. And the spirit of God comes and his presence overshadows you and begins to comfort your soul and give you so much peace and joy again that can only be found in the presence of God. I don't care what pill you take. I don't care what experience this world has. Nothing can compare to one moment being in the presence of the Lord. Come on back. Wash yourself. Cleanse yourself with the blood of the Lamb. Amen. The precious blood of Jesus has set you free. The precious blood of Jesus has cleansed you. The precious blood of Jesus. Someone says, I'm not worthy. You never were. You never were worthy of, of, of the goodness of God. You never were worthy of, of healing. You never were, were worthy of purpose and destiny. You never were. You never were. Well, I'll change myself. It doesn't work that way. The Bible says your righteousness is like filthy rags. Your righteousness stinks before God. But it's only the blood of Jesus. Only the price that he paid to ransom you is worthy. It's not about your worthiness. Look about you. Look at your neighbor and say it's not about you. It's all about Jesus. Is he worthy? 
See, that's the argument that you have to ask yourself. Is Jesus worthy? Say that with me. Is Jesus worthy? Is he worthy to pay the price for your sins? What was the value of Jesus? Because the Bible says that God sent Jesus as a ransom for you. He paid the price for your sins to set you free. Not to put you in bondage, but to set you free. Not to give you a better life, but to give you a new life. Not to keep you in some sort of jail, but to bring you out completely healed, restored, renewed. Is Jesus worthy? That's my question to you. Is he worthy? Is he worthy of your guilt? Is he worthy of your shame? Is he worthy of your past? Is he worthy to pay for all of your failures? Is he worthy to pay for unforgiveness that you might be holding in your heart against somebody else? Is he worthy to pay for the abuse that someone might have done to you? Is he worthy to pay for the pain that nobody knows that's been, that's been holding your heart captive for so long? Is he worthy? Is he worthy? Is he worthy for the thing that you did that hurt somebody else and you're ashamed about? Is Jesus worthy? And you have to ask yourself that question, is he worthy? That's why over and over in the word of God, the argument of God was to show you that Jesus is the son of God, the spotless lamb of God, the one that was, that's righteous, pure, and holy. In Revelation, there was a cry, there was these, these scrolls that could not be opened because nobody was worthy. And the Bible says that the, the John began to cry, he said, he began to cry because there was nobody worthy, but they tapped him on the shoulder and they said, do not cry, do not worry, for the Lamb of God is here, he's worthy. To open all the scrolls. He's worthy to pay for your, your sin. He's worthy to pay for your shame. He's worthy to pay for everything that happened in the past. And he's, he's worthy to take care of whatever will happen in the future. In the eyes of man, they will look at you and they'll know your ways and they'll say, well, you know, that person, that person is, is not worthy of, of life. That person is not worthy of freedom. That person is not worthy of, of living a good life. They will look at you and judge you. But when you surrender your life to Jesus Christ, the Bible says that we are crucified with Christ, yet we live, not us, but Christ lives inside of us. And it's no longer about them judging you. They have to now judge Jesus because you've surrendered your life to him. I don't come up here standing here as Kevin Ortiz. I come up here standing here as a man filled with the Holy Spirit, bought with the blood of Jesus Christ that has been made one with Jesus. The Bible says, as he is, so are we now. Everybody say now. God, the Bible says that Jesus laid down his life for all of mankind. And three days later, he picked it back up. The word of God says he carried all our sins, all our shame, all our guilts, all our fears to the cross. All our sicknesses was carried and put upon him 
to the cross. He laid down his life for all of mankind. He died on the cross. He was buried. But three days later, he picked up his life again. But your sins, your guilt, your shame, your past, it stays dead and buried in the grave. Never to live again. That anybody that believes in Jesus Christ now becomes born again. Not born to a, a, a better life, but born into a new life in him. You are no longer, you're no longer, your, your life is no longer your own. You've been bought with the price, the precious blood of Jesus. You've been ransomed. Jesus paid once and for all. He paid double whatever it costs to set all a man free. And when we look at Jesus, we see the beauty of God, the righteousness of God. We see someone that obeyed God even to the death for, the, the, for all humanity to be free. We see the love of God extended to us through his son, Jesus Christ. Because you have to understand, God's a just God. He can't just let man, man free. Somebody has to pay the price if there's a debt. So what did he do? He loved you so much that he sent Jesus, the only one that could pay the price for you and for me forever. Is he worthy? When I think about that woman that struggled to get to that meeting, 15 years ago to be healed because there was no hope. And she, she found Jesus and he healed her. She said, he's worthy to heal me. When I think about Pastor Mike Barrett, who the Lord set free from drug addictions, he's worthy of freedom. Jesus is worthy of freedom. When I think about my life, how the Lord cleansed me, healed me, given me purpose and destiny to live for him, he's worthy to live for. Whatever area that you need a miracle in, you have to ask yourself that question, is Jesus worthy? Did he pay the price in full? And if he paid the price in full, then by faith receive it today. If you need answers to your future, by faith, receive those answers today. If you need deliverance, by faith, receive deliverance. If you need salvation, by faith, receive salvation today. Whatever area is missing in your life, Jesus was, Jesus was given to all mankind to pay the price for whatever is needed for you. Somebody say with me, Jesus is worthy. That's the gospel. That's the good news. Not that you are worthy, but he is worthy. Amen. Hallelujah. You know, the, 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 the way the, the, the scripture, the best way the scripture talks about the uni unity that we have with Christ and the, and the glory of God that's now upon our life when we give our life to Jesus Christ, he equates it to a marriage. I don't believe in prenups. If you ever get married and, uh, and the guy says, listen, I love you. I want to live the rest of my life with you. But I need you to sign a piece of paper first. Because you can't have what I have. That's not a person that wants to be married to you. 
That's a person that wants to play house for a while. Amen. And if, if, if you're hanging out with a person, dating a person, and one, two, three, four years goes by and you're still not married, it's time to question your relationship. I just do that in there for free. I'm not going to charge you anything extra. Because she or he don't really want to marry you. If they did, it would have happened a long time ago. You're wasting your time. Amen? Oh, I could go deep in that, but I'm not. I see people getting uncomfortable. I see girls going like that to the guy. Is Jesus worthy? That's the, only, that's the only question that you need to ask yourself. Is Jesus worthy? Because God will, has given us so many precious promises. And he equates these promises as a marriage. I want to let you know that my wife has access to all the accounts that I have access to. She has keys to every key. Matter of fact, she has more keys than I do to the things that we own. She doesn't ask me permission. She can make the check if she needs to make the check. Why? Because what belongs to me belongs to her. What belongs to her belongs to me. We have been made one in the eyes of the law and in the eyes of God. When we give our life to Jesus Christ, the Bible equates it to a marriage where Christ is the head and we are the body. Amen. Have you ever seen the head go one direction, the body go another? It doesn't happen. That person will have some issues. But when we walk with God, we are in unity with God. That's why when we walk with Jesus, the devil has no power over us. Jesus said, greater things you will do because I go to the Father. Jesus said, in my name, you will cast out devils. Jesus said, well, the word of God says, resist the devil and he will flee from you. Because he's not messing with you. He's messing with the one that has ransomed his life to set us free, Jesus Christ. And because of his obedience to the cross, the Bible says that God has highly exalted him and given him a name that's above every name. That at the name of Jesus, every knee will bow, every tongue will confess that Jesus is Lord. Somebody shout, Jesus is worthy. And that's the life that God offers us. He says, if, any, if anyone's in Christ, he's a new creation. All things have passed away. Behold, all things have been made new. In the marriage, you enter into a new life. The two become one. The past is over, but the future is waiting for us to, to step into. Amen. Your purpose, your destiny, the life that God has for you can only be found when you fully surrender to the Lord Jesus Christ and you give him your heart, amen? Hallelujah. God loved us so much that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him will not perish but have everlasting life. Jesus said, I am the way, I am the truth, and I am the life. Nobody comes to the Father except through me.
Jesus is the way to, G- to God. Jesus is the way back to the Father. That's why God sent Jesus to ransom you so that he could bring you back to him. He loves you. He loves you. He loves you. This is the beauty of the gospel. It's not about how good you are. It's about how great he is. Hallelujah. Jesus is worthy. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Everyone close your eyes for a moment. I believe that the Lord had me preach this word for you to realize the depth of the love that God has for you. The Bible says if God didn't spare his son, how much more will he freely give us all things? He has life, eternal life. He has a purpose and a destiny for every single one of you. And you might be saying, well, pastor, my life has been terrible. I've done some things or things have been done to me. And I can't, I I don't know how to live a different way. I don't know how to change. It's not about you changing. It's about you surrendering to Jesus and letting him change you from the inside out. He paid the price for you. He paid the price for your guilt, for your shame, for your sickness. He paid the price for your past, but he also paid the price to give you a hope and a future. But you have to be born again. If you want to enter into the kingdom of heaven, you must give your life to Jesus. You must be born again. That's where you tell Jesus, I surrender all to you. I give you my past. I give you my shame. I give you my guilt but I need you, Jesus. I need you to be my Lord and my Savior. Only you are worthy to pay the price for all my sin. Only you are worthy to ransom, to pay the price of a ransom that will set me free. If that's you, my friend, and you wanna give your life to Jesus Christ, and today your eyes and your hearts have been opened to the hearing the gospel, and you wanna surrender completely to Jesus Christ, I wanna tell you, it's a simple prayer that we have to pray. But as we pray, the Spirit of God will come and live on the inside of you, and you will be born again. The Bible says that your name will be written in heaven, and all your sins will be forgiven. If you've never given your heart to God, and today you want to surrender your life to Jesus, and invite Jesus to be your Lord and Savior, when I count to three, lift up your right hand, and we'll pray the prayer of salvation together. Maybe you have prayed before, but, but today, but, but you've fallen away, and today you want to come back to the Lord. You want to repent and come back to God. You want to get back up and allow Jesus to cleanse you of all unrighteousness. This prayer is for you as well. When I count to three, lift up your right hand and we'll pray the prayer of salvation together. If you want to give your life to, to God for the first time or rededicate your life to God, on the count of three, lift up your right hand. This is your moment. This is your time. One, two, three. Lift it up wherever you're at. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Hallelujah. God bless you. God bless you. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Anyone else? We're going to pray in just a minute. Anyone else? Lift up your hand high. Praise God. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. The Lord has seen every hand that has been lifted up. Now, I want to ask the church, everyone lift up your hands to heaven. Let's pray with our brothers and sisters. Say this prayer out loud. Lord Jesus, forgive me of all my sins. Come inside my heart. Be my Lord and Savior. I want to live for you. Thank you, Jesus, for saving my life. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. Teach me your ways. Use me for your glory. I believe that I'm born again. My sins have been forgiven. And I am now a child of God.
In Jesus' name, I am saved. Amen. 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 Come on, let's give God praise. God bless you guys. Everyone that has given your life to the Lord, I want to welcome you to the family. God bless you. Amen. And uh, this is your house. This is your home. We would love to be your pastors and teach you the things of God. And we're going to grow together. Amen. There's so much that God has for you. So much that the Lord has for you. And I, it's my desire to teach you, to help you grow with the, with the word of the Lord, grow with God, and to see you walk into the, the beautiful life that God has for you. Amen. Amen. So we welcome you. Amen. Hallelujah. Can we give God praise once again for those that gave their life to Jesus? Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Amen. Well, let's, let's honor God. Let's honor the table of the Lord as we take communion. Don't ask my wife to come on up. But before we take communion, let's just sing a song of worship. Amen. Praise the Lord. Go and prepare your communion. And I'm going to ask the worship team just to go and sing a song of worship. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus, for the blood of Thank you, Jesus, it has washed me Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Go and prepare your, your communion. 
this cup represents the blood of Jesus that was washed that washes all your sins away that was paid that paid the price to ransom you from the curse of sin and death this bread represents the body of Christ that was broken so that our bodies may be made whole Lord I thank you you paid the price you paid the price for our complete healing and you paid the price for our complete salvation so we honor you Lord and we remember all that you have done and we declare that the kingdom of heaven is here now thank you Jesus take eat and drink hallelujah in just a moment we ask the worship team to sing that song again but I need to add something to what I just been talking about and I won't charge you extra for this well maybe five percent more we'll see um, how do you know that you are a Christian the Bible says by your love that's how the world will know that you belong to him amen and the scripture that we we read it says that we're supposed to love one another deeply amen not just words like I love you I love you and then walk away man I can't stand that person that person no we have to remember each other and pray for one another we have to help one another we have to bless one another we have to recognize that there are brothers and our sisters in Christ if they got a problem I got a problem because we're family amen hallelujah everybody say love again love see that's how you know you're Christians by your love by your love it doesn't mean that other people have to judge you you know and uh, you know you get permission no it's I love because I know because I've been loved amen I've received love so I can love amen and so I judge myself am I walking in love am I am, you know sometimes you know you'll see something or hear something and you oh man that pastor kept us a little long missed half the game but then you ask yourself hey, hey, hey am I walking in love you know there's a this preacher that preaches when he preaches he preaches long and half the time he's not even saying anything and I was in one of his meetings and I'm thinking when is this guy gonna shut this thing down he's talking about stuff that has nothing to do with this message matter of fact I don't even know if he started or finished the message but the church was packed and I began to look around and I saw people from different nations and I began to think I said you know this pastor is my friend I could always sit down and talk to him anytime I want because he's my friend but I looked around and I thought, you know, there's no way that this pastor could actually spend time with every single person in this room, but they all want to spend time with him because they see the love of God upon his life. And then I began to think, you know what? I, I think he's doing it because it, it's his best way to tell them, hey, I love you, so I'm not going to rush through this thing. Let's just spend a long time with Jesus together because I love you and I know that he loves you even more. Amen. Hallelujah. I want you to look at your neighbor. He's going to run the place already. That's my grandson. Benjamin, clean the, clean the carpets. Go say hi to Robert and Priscilla. I want you to look at your neighbor, look him in the eye, and say, I love you.
Say it like you mean it. I love you. Look at uh, someone, someone else that you don't know and say it a little creepy. Look at them and say, I love you. Amen. Hallelujah. Do y'all feel loved? I love every single one of you. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. Jesus is so good. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. I, I see the hand of God coming on people. There are hearts that are being comforted right now. Hearts that have been comforted. There's some things that have been broken inside your heart. And for a long time you felt this pain. But as we've been talking about the love of Jesus Christ and the love of God, God is removing that pain right now. In the name of Jesus, I command that hurt and that pain to, to cease right now and to leave you right now. In the name of Jesus. And I speak the love of God over you right now. In Jesus' name, hearts be made whole in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. It's over. It's over. The past is over. Today, a new day begins in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Come on, let's sing that song again. Let's thank the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you, Jesus, for the Into glorious love. 
Hallelujah. Give God praise. Give God praise. Give God praise. Amen. Praise the Lord. Is it December the 9th? Is that when the women's meeting? December 9th, what day is that on? Is that a, a Friday night? December the 9th, there's gonna be a ladies' night, amen? That means all the men have to stay home and take care of the babies while, take care of the kids while the ladies come to church and get wild. Um, no, it's gonna be a powerful night, amen? Ladies, I wanna invite every one of you to come. Uh, December 9th, Friday night, amen. So it's next Friday, right? Not this Friday, next Friday. And also our faith groups are on Wednesday night uh, and also on Tuesday night in Spanish. We'd love for every one of you to be a part of it. We'll grow as a family together, amen. And uh, join one of those groups. Come on on Wednesday night at 7 p.m., amen. Praise God. I'm so happy to be home, guys. I love you. Thank you all for worshiping God today. Amen. If anyone needs to talk, I'll be here at the altar. Amen. God bless you guys. Have a wonderful week this week. Amen. We'll see you soon. Amen. God bless you.